Hola, hola. Welcome to the Breakthrough Brand Show. I'm Fabi Paolini, and my mission on this podcast is to give you behind-the-scenes stories, anecdotes, and unique perspectives behind building a premium brand that makes a real impact. I believe that when you create a message that is aligned with your truth, you can have the breakthroughs that changes lives. Each week, me and my guests share with you how we're making an impact with our message and the stories behind our success. So that being said, let's dive into today's episode. Well, today I have somebody truly amazing. April Adams Pratui is the CEO of Light Beamers. She is a storytelling helping women use their story to get clear on their purpose, build their audience, grow their brands, grow their message, all the things. So I'm truly excited to have you here, April. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you do in your own words? Yes. Thank you, Fabi. I'm so happy to be with you today. Um, I love talking about live beamers. I love talking about storytelling and especially in, through the lens of how we help specifically women um, better tell their story. I'm a trained journalist. That's my background and mm-hmm. video producer for many, many years. And my role was to go out and tell other people's stories basically for them. And when I started light beamers, I decided to shift that, that people needed to know how to do this on their own. Not everyone gets sent a journalist or a video producer or someone to come and interview them on their book, on their doorstep. And I wanted to really empower women with how to truly talk about themselves, you know, or really share their story more from the lens of um, number one, knowing that they have a story and knowing that that story actually can make a difference. It can penetrate. It can, it can matter to other people. And so that's by and large what we do at Light Beamers through a variety of different programs and coaching and services that I provide. We really help women tell their story and get on the, you know, proverbial bigger stages, whatever that looks like for them uh, by way of telling their story so that they can use their story to make a positive impact in the world. A lot of people get stuck on their story because, you know, we often think when we're going through something that we're all alone. And the reality is, is once you start sharing your story, you realize you're not alone. There's many other people that have walked similar journeys as yours. And a lot of people get stuck, especially women, We get stuck in the journey of our story sometimes and the things that happen along the way that are um, not necessarily light filled. And we, a lot of times women don't know how to walk through those, you know, telling of that particular side of their story. So a big part of what I help them with is get them to see the full story Mm -hmm. so that they can use that story, you know, stop letting that story have power over them and learn how to harness the power to share that story in a positive way. I love that. And I think that it's so, um, I'm going to say trendy, although that's not necessarily the word, but it's like, so what's needed in the world right now. And I feel like, especially when we look at what's going on with AI and how yeah. people are like, well, let me just leverage AI to do everything. Sure. At the end of the day, <laughs> what's can't, AI can't tell your story for you. There you go. <laughs> and that's what I was going to say. Like at the end of the day, storytelling and connections are irreplaceable. And I think that that's why what you're doing is so important right now. And, and, and I also see it, you know, with the platforms that are the most impactful platforms, like what's happening with TikTok and with reels and with YouTube shorts and all these videos, it's all about storytelling. So I think that what you're doing is extremely important. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, well, it's certainly yeah. important, you know, from the, from a branding's perspective, right? Which you know mm-hmm. that that's a large part of your audience is like looking at their brand and how to position themselves mm-hmm. and create your messaging. And yes, it's so important. And that's a lot of my clients also working with that to help support that branding, support that messaging. And there's something else that also the story is really about, and it's really about them, right? It's about right, like really owning, owning mm-hmm. the story from a place of confidence and courage and bravery and boldness. And when you get down to that deeper level, that allows you so much more power to do all the things that we need to do from a visibility standpoint to promote ourselves, to put our work out into the world, to connect with other people. But it has to, you have to start kind of down to the deeper stuff first to really make the the other pieces work really well. A hundred percent. And I love what you said, because I think that people hold, so I think, I think that what happens is that people think that what it takes to be professional is a really, um, like there's a misconception around that. They think that they have to act in a very specific way where you don't really reveal some of the truth of what's going on. And I was just sharing with you that I'm preparing to do a big five-day event uh, really soon. And as I was writing for this, you're trying to put the emails, all the things that are part of a launch together. I was, I, I kind of started writing about that in particular and the importance of of actually saying the things that you want to say, yeah, blaming your message and owning your voice and owning your story. And one of the emails that I wrote was kind of funny because um, I had a call with a client a few weeks ago who told me, Bobby, I, you know, I like, I'm kind of embarrassed to admit, but I, I sometimes think that my ex-husband put a curse on me. And that's why, like, there's something, you know, in my business that hasn't been working. Mm-hmm. And I took it a moment. Held back. Right. And I, and I took a moment. I was like, it's so funny because I thought for a while, a few years ago, I was like, I, I feel like my, my coach, like the coach that I work with, like, I used to think, I wonder if they cursed me. So what I did is I was like, if she's thinking that, and if I'm thinking, I thought of that in some point, I'm going to turn around and turn it into content. So I wrote a whole email about it. And my point with all of this is in terms of stories and in terms of your own story, what works are the things that are happening to you that you're thinking about and quietly, like, cause that, mm-hmm. for example, with that, like, I wonder if this person has cursed me or whatever, which is silly, but whatever is what your audience is thinking about. And sometimes we hold back because we're like, oh, I have to be professional. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. Yes. I mean, so many women are, you know, really seeking this perfection mm-hmm. and po- perfectly polished version of themselves. And that's, you know, social media has really um, exacerbated that because we think we have to look like everyone else on Instagram and that we have to use all the right filters and we have to say all the right things. And even with our branding and messaging, you know, like, look, I want to look super professional too. Like I want my stuff to be totally on point and polished. And I've worked very hard on my brand. I have, I take a lot of pride in my brand, you know, the visuals that we put forward, I am meticulous about that stuff. And so I understand it. I understand you know, the desire to want to put our best foot forward, to make ourselves look the most professional that we can, to make us look like the experts that we truly are in our field. And I think that we shy away from telling 
different sides of our stories, mm-hmm. like the junk that runs through our head or the days that we feel flat on, we feel like we're literally laying flat on our face and we can't get off the ground because the demons have entered and are telling us all sorts of lies. Um, I mean, that happens, you know, or, you know, just the big mistakes that we make that sometimes feel like we can't overcome them, but then eventually we do. And then we forgot, we forget to go tell those stories because we're still stuck in the pain of the actual failure, right? And so we don't want other people to know that we're not perfect. So we don't tell those stories. Whereas in fact, if we would tell those stories, exactly, it does not tarnish the image of us being professional, having it together, being an expert in, in our field. It does, it does not tarnish that. If anything, it, it shines that penny up really nice because now we know that you got there through the fire, you know, and it makes our own journeys make a whole lot more sense when we're also navigating our own fires. And we also have goals that we're trying to achieve. So on the days that I'm falling flat on my face, it feels pretty good to listen to someone else's story when they're telling me that they're flat on their face too, especially someone that I look up to. And I think, you know, that I regard or that I respect. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if she has bad days, then now my bad day doesn't seem so bad. Right? I love that. I love that. And also, I, I guess kind of tying it back to, to what you were saying, it's like, they feel seen. They really, totally. your audience feels like, oh, you get me. You, you're, you're, you're seeing, you're speaking to me in a way that nobody else is speaking to me. Which is going to add fuel to your brand faster than any other Mm -hmm. thing that I've come across. Like I can't, I've looked, you know, look, I've looked for all the quick fixes. I've looked (laughs) for the magic pills, all of it. And, you know, there, while there's some people that grow faster and have success faster, I am telling you, storytelling is the secret Mm -hmm. weapon that most people are overlooking. Gary Vaynerchuk says storytelling is the most underused and underrated skill that business owners are overlooking. Like it's the number one thing that most business leaders and, and really just anyone, it doesn't even matter if you're in business, honestly. Cause I mean, I work with women who are not necessarily have their own business, but they have a message they want to share. Um, but if they're not really focusing on the story aspect and they're only trying to share the, just the, you know, the really polished version, we're missing, greatly missing the boat of what it can do for our companies and our brands. And, and, and I feel like I can say from a personal point of view of what has been truly the fuel behind the growth of my company, mm-hmm. it has been truly what you're saying, incorporating storytelling more. And so mm-hmm. specifically what that means is in my marketing, I use more story examples to prove mm-hmm. my point. So instead of being more like, these are the stats, the, this is the data, this is the evidence of why this thing that I'm telling you is a truth, I share examples. And yeah. those examples are stories. Like I have a, I'm not going to share the whole thing here, but I have a whole one about like your kid falls down and they fracture their ankle and you need to go to a doctor or which doctor. So there's a whole little story that has nothing to do with what I do at all, but it does. Right. Yeah. And I think that the more that you can add stories, anecdotes, analogies, even if yes. they're coming from movies or they're made up like the doctor example or whatever that is, I think that it really, for me, it changed my business. Come, like I can 
a hundred percent say that the biggest change in my business has been me saying, screw the boring webinar. Let me just make it fun and spicy. <laughs> yeah. And make it more you, you know, exactly. and that's really like the, the, the ninja trick behind all of that mm -hmm. is that once you start tapping into the stories and you start looking for stories, number one, once you really start looking for them, you'll see they're absolutely everywhere by the examples you just shared stories that offer up really great analogies, you know, metaphors, you know, examples, um, things that got you thinking and how something over here that sparked an idea translates into something that is relevant to your mm -hmm. business. That is kind of a staple of a message that you often share. A perfect example of that is something that I teach around called, um, I, I call it found object. This is just kind of a practical thing that I incorporate all the time to help myself find stories. And when, and when you do this, you know, you have content for days, right? Like a, no, a big chief concern and complaint is like, I don't really know what to post on social media. I don't know what to talk about in my emails. If I'm not just telling them, here's my stuff. Here's the 10 tips you need to become a better X, Y, Z, right. you know, and kind of, we're just like talking at our audience all the time. So, and that gets, like you said, that gets really boring. It gets stiff, it's stale. And, I, and audiences don't respond to that junk. I mean, it's just does not work. So in order to make it work, you got to infuse the storytelling. Like you said, is exactly what you've done. So in order to infuse the storytelling in all of our marketing and our communication and our social media and all the things, then the next thing is like, oh my gosh, where am I going to go find all those stories? Right? right. So the found object thing is something that I use all the time and I teach it to anyone that will listen. Mm -hmm. And it's basically, you know, just number one, a, a really great storyteller is someone who is number one, curious. And number two, very aware. So if you're not practicing curiosity and you're not practicing increasing your daily awareness, start there. <laughs> Those yeah. are like fundamental tips I could give you around helping you find more stories to share with your audience. Um, so you have to be curious. That's what made me a really great journalist is I was super curious and it's translated into me being, uh, you know, having a career in storytelling. I've been a curious person since I was came out of the womb. But if you're not naturally curious, you can cultivate a spirit of curiosity by asking yourself some questions. So going throughout your day and maybe making it a daily end of the day practice by just simply asking yourself a few questions of like, what did I encounter today that was interesting or unusual mm -hmm. or a little out of the ordinary or just anything that you know, captured your attention. Again, something you became aware of that made you kind of stop in your tracks a little bit. And when you start to document those things or those instances or experiences or whatever it may have been that day, then you ask another question. Why did this jump out at me? Why did I think this was unusual? What made it unusual? What, what made it interesting? And then go another layer deep and just say, well, what is the message that I'm taking away from observing this thing or experiencing this experience or whatever it is? Like, what's, what's my take on this? And if I, if, the, if there's a story, if there's a message in this little micro story that I'm, ex, you know, experienced today, what would it be? And then how could I use that in a positive way to share with more people?
It's pretty simple, right? Oh, Four yeah. steps. And so a perfect example of that, I have lots of these that I can share because this is pretty, really my, how I create content. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I, I think a really good example is there, this was several years ago. I was in San Diego at a conference and I don't know if you've been to the San Diego conference center, but it's all mm -hmm. right there on the Harbor where they dock these big ships and boats and yachts and personal watercraft and all that. So I went out that morning to go get my workout in on the Bayfront area before I needed to get back to the conference and, and go about the day. And when I went outside, um, there was, the, it wasn't there the day before when I went out that morning, there was this really large, like extra, 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 extra large yacht docked in the Harbor right out front. And listen, if you ever, ever been, it's a traditional shipyard. I mean, there are so many beautiful boats there. There mm -hmm. are yachts upon yachts upon yachts parked in the San Diego Harbor. And those yachts were there yesterday. This yacht was bigger than all of those other yachts. Okay. So <laughs> in, in the title of the yacht, the, the name of the boat was called here comes the sun. Hmm. And I immediately, it took me by surprise because it literally was the largest personal boat that I'd ever seen outside of like a, a commercial cruise ship. Right? right. It was not as big as a cruise ship, but it was definitely larger than any yacht I had ever seen. So it caught my attention and it, I noticed right away that it caught the attention of a lot of other people on the Bayfront that day, because they I were all kind of crowded around that boat. So there's a lot of people always walking up and down the Bayfront, but that day there was a crowd around that boat. So I went and did my workout and came back and I took a picture of the boat and I, and I later that day, I just kept thinking about that boat. Cause even at the conference, people were talking about it. Did you see that big ship outside, you know? And I thought, you know what, this is exactly, so as I thought about it, I thought this is exactly what our stories are like. We often think that the bigger boat, you know, like we, our stories can't compare those other ships in the Harbor couldn't compare to that, to the bigger boats that are in the Harbor. Like that one just stole the show that day. Right. And I thought about that and I'm like, you know, the truth of the matter is, is if I had an invitation to get on, here comes the sun, I would love to get on that boat. No, I mean, I would say yes in a heartbeat. And if I had an invitation to get on any one of those other boats that were also in the Harbor that were smaller and not near as large, but equally as exquisite and beautiful and, you know, luxurious, would I say yes? And I thought, of course I would. Of course. I would not you turn would. down an invitation to get on those other boats either. And so we discredit our stories oftentimes because we think they're not good enough, they're not big enough, they're not, they're not um, you know, uh, broken enough, like, you know, oh, tragic enough. Like I don't have a big story. I don't have some like big thing that I've overcome. I'm not one of those storytellers where right. I have, you know, climbed Kilimanjaro and you know, overcome cancer three times and lost right. my firstborn child and was raised in poverty. I mean, some people have some really big stories and sometimes they have multiple. And then there's some people who, and I, I account myself as one of these people. I, I don't think that I have any of those big, giant, overarching stories in my life. So it would be easy for me to say, you know, my story isn't as big as many other people's. And I've been, you know, doing people's stories my entire career. And I can assure you, my story isn't as big as many other people's. 
yet my story is still equally as worthy as here comes the sun. My story is equally as important and should be shared and is something that someone out there will get something out of. Just like if I got invited onto those other boats, I would still enjoy myself and really relish the experience as do others when they hear our story, even if we think our story doesn't have much to offer. We are grossly underusing and miscalculating the power of our story, just like the boats in the harbor. So that's how I use that story. But those boats, that big boat is what sparked that lesson that I could go and teach by way of sharing the story of Here Comes the Sun. And I created content around that. And obviously I'm still using that story by sharing Mm -hmm. it with you today because it's such a good illustration of how you can use found objects in your everyday life. Walking outside to go get some exercise, you might bump into something that makes you stop and think, but you have to be curious and you have to be aware. And then you have to go on the little journey each day of asking yourself a few questions to dig out those stories. I love that. And I think that really you want to connect back to thinking, well, how do, how does this relate to what I do? And how does this exactly, I related that to storytelling. Mm -hmm. You could take that same boat analogy and apply it to branding. Someone who's in the health and wellness industry, they could take, here comes the sun boat story and apply it to health and fitness and lifestyle change. It doesn't matter what we're doing in the world. Mm -hmm. You can take these experiences and things that you bump into that catch your eye and turn them into stories that are, you know, worth using. It just, it really worked for me that day because that was my real life experience. Like I, the the photo that I often share is like literally the photo from my phone that I took of these boats, you know, and, and, and it did get me thinking. And And the more I thought about it, the more excited I got about the message that I wanted to say to people that day using the boat as, as my, my, my found object, you know, so that's so good. Okay. April, tell me a little bit about what working with you is like, and, and and specifically, I want to hear about your program speak easy. Is that what it's called? Yes. Yes. Okay. I want to hear a little bit about that because I think that what you do is so cool and unique. And I, and I, I would love my audience to hear it. (laughs) Well, thank you for the opportunity to share. Yeah, yes, basically at Light Beamers, my goal is to I have two goals really, and they're they they go together. Number one, I want to be the the place that women come to learn how to tell their story. Like I want to be the educational and and coaching resource when it comes to you know, you figuring out your own story and figuring out ways to share that story. So increasing the visibility around that story. And I also want to create vehicles and platforms that allow you to do that, right? So we've done that in a lot of ways. We have um, one of our programs that actually is is currently uh, on hold because we're producing a series. We've produced a series of collaborative books in which women have come to us. We've helped them with their story and they've been writing their story and we've been publishing them in a series of collaborative books. And so getting them in to become published authors and getting them to share their story in the written format and teaching them kind of the writing and book writing industry has been one vehicle. I also work a lot one-on-one with clients in that regard, helping clients behind the scenes as they're writing a book, helping them pull out all the stories that they need to include in that book to make that book really compelling for the reader. 
And then our other one is on kind of on the other side of that. If it's not, you know, writing the the written word, it's really learning to use your story from a, from a verbal standpoint. And every single one of us has uh, an important needs to have an, an emphasis and in place importance around the value of being a really good public speaker. Mm-hmm. You know, not everyone wants to stand on a stage in front of 10,000 people to, to deliver a keynote address, but every single one of us needs to become proficient and communicating with a live audience. You know, and again, my background is a journalist. I, you know, have a lot of training around communicating with a live audience. And so I bring that forward into a program that I run called the Speakeasy. And I'm helping primarily women business owners craft a a talk. It could be a signature talk, a keynote. It can also be like presentation style, uh, a talk, but putting your story at the center of that. There's a lot of us that will go out and do, you know, coaching and training and workshops and in, in organizations and, and, and with other entrepreneurs and groups and things like that. And people completely leave out their story and they just teach, 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 coach, 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 train, 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 deliver, deliver, deliver. And it all kind of falls a little flat. It's a little boring. Mm-hmm. So by way of infusing the storytelling piece is a way that you're going to make your verbal presentations, your in-person material come alive for the audience. And that's what's going to create a really high converting opportunity for you. That's what's going to allow you to magnetize people to you so that you can enroll them into your offers. You can bring them into your world. You can have follow-up discussions. You can get them on your email list. You can do a lot of strategic things by learning how to really become magnetic in front of a room. And it really just comes down to infusing your storytelling into a really thoughtfully curated talk. So that's what we focus on inside the speakeasy. And then we also do things like, you know, helping you think about, well, where strategically, where can you get out and start delivering this talk or delivering this presentation? Um, And we do want you to teach you how to monetize that and all the things. So I'm not suggesting you go speak for free all the time, but sometimes speaking for free can bring monetization about on the back end. So we just kind of go through all of that and teach business owners how to use speaking as a a revenue generator and a, and a lead generator for their business. I love it. I think that it sounds amazing. And if you're listening and you want to become a speaker and have been like, you have that fire within you and you're like, I really want to do this, but I don't know how to bring my story. I don't know what I would say. I would definitely reach out to April because she is so good at this as you guys have heard, obviously by now. Um, so go for it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for you. Yes, of course. Last question that I have for you. And it's a little bit of like a change in gears, but I still want to ask it because it's important for me, like for completely um, selfish purposes. Okay. (laughs) So I feel like mindset and personal development have been crucial in the growth of my own business. So I want to hear about what that's like for you and some of like the ways in which you prioritize mindset, personal development, growth, whatever you are doing or not doing into your own life. (laughs) That's such a great question. And this is very timely because I literally just got back from a four day personal development conference with, uh, I went to Brendan Burchard's growth day event um, just like three weeks ago. And it was four days, four days of an immersive experience, you know, nine 30 till seven 30 in the evening all day long for four days. I really like Brendan. Yeah. It was my first time seeing him or taking one of his events. And I'm a huge fan now. 
Um, and so I prioritize that, you know, I'm married. I have two kids that are teenagers. We have a very busy life. Um, and my husband and I both went to that conference. We, we shoot our kids away to people that could kind of help us for four days. We, we made a lot of, you know, jumping through hoops and closing down the businesses and all the things that you have to do in order to go and be in an immersive experience for four days, you know, away from where I live. And it was important. Like I prioritize that because I can't always see what I need to see in, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm just going through the motions and, and kind of trotting through life and business. And I think it's super important that we get outside help. I've done this also through coaches. I mean, I pretty much always have a coach of some sort, whether it be a health and wellness coach um, and or a, a business coach or a mindset coach. I've, I dabble in that always. I'm always kind of jumping around and, 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 you know, focusing here, focusing there, whatever I feel like I need, but the mindset and the personal growth aspect of the coaching, you know, the coaching that I receive from other people is always huge. It's, it's always about what we think, you know, I'm also um, a faith-based person. I'm very spiritual. I prioritize prayer, seeking out God's wisdom um, so that I make time for that. I have to... (laughs) I have to carve it out. Excuse me. I have to carve it out just like anyone else does. And, you know, there's times when I get railroaded by life and, and I start to feel really off kilter. And then if I stop and go, why am I feeling this way? Usually it's because I'm out of practice with some of the things that I mentioned, you know, whether it's, you know, my morning time, my prayer time, my journaling, journaling is a big part of it for me as well. That's one way I clear my mind is to journal. I feel like it's like taking a vacuum cleaner in my brain and I have to just vacuum all that junk out and it goes out into my journal. And when I do that, then the really creative ideas can come forward. I'm a very right brain creative person naturally, although it was funny at Brendan Burchard's event, he said, there's research that says is the right brain, left brain thing is just all baloney. Yes. (laughs) I think is probably true. <clears throat> but, you know, I was raised to believe that that was where the the activity in my brain happens was on the right side. It actually happens all throughout my brain. But I'm a highly creative person and I get frustrated after a while if I don't make time for creativity and I can't make time for creativity when my brain is filled with a lot of junk, which is where the mindset piece comes in. So taking time to work on my mindset, to work on my spiritual life, to work on my business and my personal development is really, really important to just keep my whole entire nervous system working properly, yeah. you know, which helps that. me function better as a mom, helps me function better as a wife, as a friend, as a business leader, as, you know, as an encourager to women, as a storyteller myself, it just, all of it goes together. I love it. Well, thank you so very much, April, for being here. This has been so fun and so insightful. Uh, can you share with us where people can find you online? Yes, I'm pretty easy. It's light beamers pretty much everywhere. Um, light beamers is L I G H T B E A M E R S. And I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at those channels at light beamers. Our website is lightbeamers.com. And my email is april at lightbeamers.com. I'm pretty easy <laughs> to find. And I actually really welcome it. Um, you know, I, being a storyteller, I'm a people person. I really genuinely do love to meet new people and find out where, you know, maybe you heard this podcast episode and finding out that you listen to it is always a great thrill. And then 
it just opens up conversation where I get the opportunity to learn more about you and your story. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on here today. Thank you for having me. Gracias for listening to today's episode of the Break Your Brand Show. To listen to more episodes or to be featured as a guest, go to fabipaulini.com slash podcast for more details. Can I ask you for something? If you got value out of this episode, would you share it on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or just post it online. If you know somebody that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let me know about the show and include the hashtag Breakthrough Brand Show. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We're regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episode, go ahead and subscribe right now. Your thumbs up, rating, amor, love, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean so much to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, fabipaulini.com, or follow me everywhere as Fabi Paulini. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. Con amor, Fabi.